0: Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. And we appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you and your life. Turn with me in your Bibles to Jeremiah chapter 32. That's in the Old Testament, if you're wondering why you can't find it in your new testament uh it's, it's down there in the Old Testament. It's over there close to Isaiah and uh Uh, You'll find uh, 32 after 31, before 33. Uh, Let's join together for prayer. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, we just love you so much. And we just praise you for uh, the joy that we have coming together as the body of Christ. And Lord, the strength and the... the, uh, that we feel in the unity that we have when we come together. And Lord, uh, we just pray that you'd help us as a body of Christ to uh, to serve you and to live for you and to, and to uh, uh, minister for you in this community. Uh, Lord, we pray that you would strengthen us in your word. Lord, help us to, to understand and know... Uh, the message that You have for us today. Lord, may we hear Your Spirit speak to us, and Lord, may we be obedient to Your call. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 32 is where we're at, and I want to share with you a little bit about uh, this passage of Scripture that we're going to focus on. Uh, Before we get to that, is there anything that God can't do? Is there anything too hard for God? Uh, that'd be, uh, that could be a very insulting question if a puny man were to ask that of a powerful God and it could receive a, a very embarrassing answer. But this is a question that God asks Himself. I heard a Sunday school teacher once uh, who uh, had spent a whole week, uh, a whole month going over all the things that God could do, all the power that God had, all the uh, the might that is in uh, the, the, uh, our understanding of who God is. And so uh, she came to the end of her uh, uh, period of time and, and she said, now that we've studied all about the greatness of God, is there anything God can't do? Well, there was uh, dead silence in the Sunday school room and finally one of the little boys raised up his hand. You know, there's always somebody in the Sunday school room that wants to have the answer. They always have an answer no matter what the question is. Uh, They always raise their hand. They're always eager to answer. uh, answer, And this little boy raised his hand and... uh, the teacher couldn't believe it. She was ha- she'd hammered for weeks and weeks about all the attributes of God and all the greatness of God, and she couldn't understand uh, how this little boy was raising his hand. And so Sam, uh, she said, "Well, Sammy, just what is it that God can't do-, do?" And the little boy put his hand down and he said, "Well, he can't please everybody." And you know that that that. That, uh, above everything else that, you know uh, we we try and uh think of all the things that god uh is able to do and that god uh does and this this question here is not asked of god but rather god asks uh this question uh to jeremiah and we need to uh take a look at this and uh we need to understand the circumstances for which it was it was raised and how it is implied in our life as well. Uh, we're going to look at this passage of Scripture, but I'm not going to make you read along with me all of this that is is going on. But God asked this question one other time. Do you recall uh, there's another passage of Scripture, it's found in Genesis, where God asked this same question, is there anything too difficult for me? Is there anything too difficult? Uh, you might be a little bit more familiar with it when I start talking about the fact this is a question that God is, uh, that bring, God brings up when He's speaking to Abraham. and uh, God tells Abraham, uh, He says, look, about this time next year I'm going to come back and your wife Sarah's going to be with child. Uh, she's going to have a child, uh, uh, your descendant. And see, God had been promising... Uh, Abraham all this time uh, that he would have a great number of descendants and that they would be more numerous than all the sand. Uh, uh, at the seashore, they'd be more numerous than the stars in the heavens. And uh, he, he's, uh, you know, Abraham and Sarah—they're getting kind of a little uh, uh, long in the tooth, and they're getting a little up there in age. And and so uh, Sarah's kind of listening to what God is telling to Abraham. Uh, at the tent flap and and uh, she hears that God says about this time next year, you're going to have a, a child of your own. Uh, and she laughs and God says, is there anything too difficult for God? Is there anything too difficult that He can't do? And this kind of comes up in this passage of Scripture as well. It's uh, during a time in which uh, Israel and Judah are separate Israel and Judah are going through a difficult time they're they've wandered away from the the presence of God they are not following after God's direction in their life they're not doing the things that they're supposed to and uh God is in the midst of a time in which uh he's bringing in this foreign country the Babylonians to come in and to Uh, besiege Israel and to take them captive and to take them away and uh, he's discussing with Jeremiah the circumstance uh, in all of this. And it, it, it's one of those things in which uh, everybody can see the writing on the wall of what is about to happen. They can understand and know the things that are about to come. They know this greater force, this greater king of Babylon has come and and they've been surrounded and they've been laid... Uh, the, They've been laid siege, and the people are 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 wearing down, and they they know that the end is coming, and they know that they're going to be many of them will be killed, many of them will be taken off into, into captivity. The Babylonians will take over the uh, the nation, and this is what they do: they they take uh, the people away, and they take the best and brightest and put them in another place that Babylon has control over, and Babylon will take and bring people other. People People from other places and put them in this place. And the reason behind all of that is, is to keep uh, the people from rising up again and fighting against Babylon in order to retake their country. They're not in their nation. They're not in their land. They're they're surrounded by people they uh, may or may not know, uh, may or may not be related to. And so they have no a way of of rejoining forces and and overtaking the king of Babylon and and taking their country back. Their country uh, could be hundreds of miles away, and so. Uh, this is just how warfare was done during this time. And so uh, God is talking to Jeremiah about the plight of Israel and about the the circumstances of what is happening. And God has told Jeremiah that the reason that that they are uh, facing this is because it's judgment of God. Uh, God has uh, come to them. And uh, when God gave Israel, the people of Israel, this nation... This country, he says to them, uh, Look, I will be your God and you will be my people. And as long as you follow me, as long as you worship me, as long as you stay faithful to me, I will ensure that you will. Keep this land forever. And God said, but if you fall away from me, if you start to worship other gods, and, and uh, if you start worshiping idols, if you start doing all the, the religious habits of all the people around you, then I'll leave you and I'll forsake you and, and you'll be taken away. And this the time has come for Israel to, to, to reap what they've sown. And Jeremiah is uh, a prisoner in uh, the... Uh, the king's court because uh, the king has called for uh, Jeremiah to come and to tell him whether or not <laughs> when they go out into battle if if they'll be victorious. And uh, all the other uh, prophets, all the other soothsayers, all these other... Uh, wise men of the king have come and they've said oh yes king you're going to be victorious go out and go fight them you're going to be able to overcome <coughs> this king and you'll you'll be able to uh, to save the, uh, the land and uh, uh, they said well is there are there any other uh, prophets out there and they said well there's one prophet of god still remaining at jeremiah and uh, so jeremiah is called and and at first he knows what's going on and they even counseled him and they said, "Look, you need to tell the king uh that what everybody else has told him that all the wise men have said, go ahead and, and go into battle, you're going to be victorious." And so Jeremiah comes out uh, and he very sarcastically says to the king, "Oh yeah, sure, go ahead, go into battle. You'll you'll be victorious." And the king uh, is grown accustomed to Jeremiah being very blunt with him and telling him the truth. And he knows that if Jeremiah tells him that he's going to be victorious, then he will. But he also knows that if Jeremiah tells him that he's going to fail, that he will fail. And the king says to him, no, you tell me exactly what is going to happen. Don't, don't lie to me, Jeremiah. And so uh, Jeremiah tells him that he's going to be destroyed, that uh, the people are going to be carried away, uh, and that they're going to uh, no longer inhabit the land. And so Jeremiah, uh, the king gets all upset at Jeremiah and he puts him in uh, jail. He puts him in prison. And so uh, Jeremiah is sitting there in kind of house arrest in the king's court and he has a relative that uh, comes to him and God says to him, look, you need to, uh, to buy this plot of land that is coming to you. You have a relative that is coming to you to uh, buy... Uh, plot of land that is, uh, and it's all a part of uh, the right of succession in terms of uh, possession within uh, inheritance. And he says, uh, you have the opportunity to redeem this land and to purchase it. So go ahead and purchase it. And Jeremiah's like, well, I already know that that, uh, the The nation's going to be overrun. We're not going to have control over it. Why would I buy this plot of land? Why would I spend my money to redeem this land if we're all going to be taken away? And God tells them, just do as uh, I tell you, because you're going to be brought back. The people of Israel will be brought back into uh, this land and you will uh, re-inhabit this land. And so uh, it's in that discourse that God says to Jeremiah in verse 27, He says, "Uh, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything too hard for me? Now, we're not about to be overrun by another nation. We're not uh, having a prophet come and and prophesy that that we're all going to be uh, taken away. Nothing like that is going on. How can this possibly speak to us today? Well, first of all, we need to understand that uh, as all of that was going on God was reiter- reiterating with the people of Israel and with Jeremiah he was saying listen you need to understand I am the God of all flesh and in our day in which everything seems to be turned upside down uh, and in this day in which it seems like uh, one bad thing has happened on top of another uh, and it's all started out with COVID-19 and it's just been one thing building on top of another so, everything just seems to be happening wrong, we need to remember that God is the God of all flesh, that God is the God of all creation, and that God is still in control. God is saying, is there anything too difficult for me? Is there any... In spite of all the things that are happening in your life, you need to remember that there's nothing too difficult for God, that God is able to overcome all the issues in your life, all the problems, all the hardships, all the struggles that you're going through, all the the physical problems that are out there because of disease and and because of things that we can't uh, uh, determine, we can't uh, control, we can't see uh, with our eyes. Uh, You you can't go out there, uh, you know, when we go out there in the community and we wear our little masks, you can't uh, wear your mask and you can't say, oh, there's some somebody with COVID. I'm going to go over here and stay away. Uh, you can't go over there and say, oh, this, uh, somebody with COVID has touched this. I'm not going to touch it. Uh, we don't know. With all the precautions that we take, with all the the things that we seek to do, we can't hide out enough to keep from being uh, from the potential of being exposed to uh, this disease, this this uh, issue of COVID that's out there. And in this day and age, we need to remember more than anything that God's in control. God is God over all things. In spite of COVID, in spite of uh, any other disease, in spite of cancer, in spite of leukemia, in spite of uh, tuberculosis, in spite of smallpox, you name the disease and God is still God over, over all things. He is the one who's in control of your life and if God wants you to go throughout your life without a disease, God will keep you clear of disease. If God wants you to have a disease and endure that disease and to go through that disease and to come out on the other side stronger, God is still the God of all flesh. God is the God of your flesh. God, uh, uh, you and I were born, there's nobody here that wasn't born the same way. Okay? All of us were born in the same way. Not a single one of us were born different. You you can't raise your hand and say, Oh, wait a minute. No, somebody took a little dropper and dropped me a drop a drop in the ground and I sprouted up out of the ground. No, all of us were born in the same way, but all of us were created by God. There's not a one of us that was created any other way than by the miracle of what God has placed within humanity to to bear children. There's nothing less miraculous. Uh, There's nothing more miraculous than the, the, the fact that God can take two individuals and combine them together and to bring about a child. That is just so amazing. And it's all a part of the power of God working in us. All of us are created by God and God has created me and He's created you. And, and God is in charge of everything that happens in our life. We need to remember that God is the God of all flesh, that God is, is in control of all the things that, uh, that occurs in our life. God is the God uh, who is in control of all things. And Jeremiah uh, needs to remember that, and God says to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, you need to remember, is there anything too difficult for me? Not only is God the God of all creation, God is more powerful than anything that you might face. Not only is He in charge of all the things that, that could happen to us in a, in a physical sense of disease and all that, we need to remember that God is, God is powerful and God is over all that, that we might face in our life. No matter, There's nothing any human being can do to me that God can't deliver me from. Jeremiah was about to face a king that was coming in. He could have been killed instantly as soon as the, the invading army came in. They, uh, it it uh, could be that that everybody that was in prison that was in jail would just be left there uh, to rot and no one would be left behind to open the jail and give them food or to take care of them. Uh, Jeremiah had to realize that God was the God of all things and he was going to take care of Jeremiah and God was going to uh, help him to endure. We fail to remember that God is over all that is. God is God over everything. God is the the same God that cares for us and loves us and desires the best for us and protects us from disease and protects us and, and heals us when we do uh, get disease. He's also the same God that protects us from the, the, the bad things in our life that can happen. You know, there was uh, at one time a, a, a great book that was written by a very well-renowned and revered individual that said, uh, Why do bad things happen to good people? And a lot of times we need to remember that bad things happen to everybody. That's why. Bad things happen to everyone. But God is in control of all those things. Why is it that those bad things happen? Well, uh, bad things happen to good people because we need to remember that that God is to be relied upon in those difficult times. Many times, uh, secondly, we need to remember that, that God uses those difficult times in order to help us to grow stronger and to develop our faith. Not just develop our faith, but to grow stronger in our faith and to help us to, to endure those things. And then thirdly, God uses those situations to, uh, to work in us so that we can relate to others and that we can share with others when they're going through those difficult times. So it's not always easy when we endure those hardships and difficulties. It's not always easy when uh, when we get dealt a, a bad situation in our life that someone else is not having to endure. It's not always easy when uh, we're working as hard as we can and we struggle and we, and we strain and we're doing uh, better than anyone else and we still get uh, fired or we still get laid off or we still have uh, difficulties and problems while somebody over uh, uh, on the next street is doing nothing, it doesn't deserve anything and they're getting things uh, thrown into their lap, hand over fist. We can't understand why, that person that's being lazy, that person that's not working hard, that person that's not living uh, for the Lord, uh, they're just having everything handed to them uh, left and right. And while we're over here doing our very best to serve God, that everything seems to be going wrong. (laughs) We need to remember that God is able to see things we can't see. God knows things we don't know. And we need to also remember that we don't deserve any of it. No matter how good we are, no matter how uh, how well we might think that we deserve to, have, to be treated differently, we all have fallen short of the glory of God. We all have sinned. We all deserve to be just treated in the worst way because of our sin. And yet, God in His grace, God in His love, helps us through... Helps us to endure. We have to remember, not only is God in charge of all the things that are in our world that are outside of our control, He's also in control of everyone, everything. Jeremiah is sitting there in the jail cell and he's th- sitting there thinking, what's going to happen to me? What's going to uh, go uh, be... The result of my life. And then, thirdly, we need to understand that God is not only the God of all things uh, created, the God is God of all mankind, but He's the God of the future. Jeremiah is sitting there and saying, "Why should I uh, uh, buy this uh, property? Why should I redeem it? Why should I go through the process of?" And if you read this passage of scripture, you'll see that uh, he had them write out the deed and uh, seal it in a uh, a jar and to and to seal that jar and and then bury it in a. Pro- uh, this was their way of putting, you know, how today we we have banks and we have a safety deposit box he went through the whole process of what they did in that time of of doing that he had them write down the deed he had them put it into a, a jar uh, of earthenware and uh, have that jar sealed and then that jar buried in a safe place and make sure that that everyone knew that and and witnessed by everyone that he was buying that property and what was he saying this man of God, a man of God that understands and knows what's coming and God is uh, divulging to him uh, the events of all of this calamity, all this stuff that's about to about to happen. He wants everyone to see in his actions that God is the God of future and God is the God of redemption. God is a God who is not going to dis, uh, just forget about them forever that God will bring them back, that God will restore this land, that God will allow them to come back one day to this promised land, and that God will not forsake the Jewish people, God will not forsake His people forever. No matter how difficult, no matter how, uh, 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 how much calamity is before us, we need to remember that God is God of the future. God is God that holds the future in His hand and he, uh, he will restore us one day is what He's telling Jeremiah to demonstrate to the people of Israel. God will come and restore this land. God will come and restore His people. One day uh, we'll not always be in a foreign country. We'll not always be enslaved by a foreign power, but one day we will return. And God holds our future as well. God holds our lives within His hands. Is there anything too difficult for God? No, there's not. God is speaking to Abraham, uh, spoke to Abraham and Sarah, and said, There's nothing too difficult for me. I can cause you to have a child, uh, even though you're 99 years old and 90 years old you can still have a child and you will, will have a child and your offspring will be more numerous than the stars in the heavens. And he's saying to, Isaiah, uh, uh, saying to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, there will come a day in which your, this nation will be returned. This land will re- return to its people and you need people to understand that I am the God of the future. I am, I am able to control all things. And we need to hear that message more than anything today. This is not the future. This is not how life is going to always be. Your life is not always going to be about wearing a surgical mask so that you can keep from having a disease. We're not always going to have to stand six foot apart. We're not always going to have to worry about uh, uh, hand sanitizer and all that kind of thing because there'll come a day when God will restore His people, there comes. There's going to come a day in which God will help us through, and we'll we'll be back into the place which God wants us to be. No matter how difficult, no matter how much problem that you're going through, no matter how uh, how it seems as though life is coming to an end, God is in control of the future. He holds our future in our in His hand. And there's coming a day in which everything will be restored. Life will be as it should be and we will be in His presence. We need to remember that in terms of of the destruction that sin has has brought upon, upon this world, that there'll come a day, the best of what we can imagine, is nothing compared to what it will be when God restores life as it should be. You and I need to understand and know that God is is more powerful than we ever understand. God is in control of all things and one day He will restore us to the place that we need to be in His presence. We need to hold tight to that understanding. We need to hold tight to that hope that is found in Jesus Christ, that hope that's found in God's covenant with us, that hope that is... is, uh, promise to us so in in the most difficult of times turn to God let's join together for prayer dear gracious Father Lord we just love you so much and we thank you that we can always call upon you but Father God we praise you that that we can rely upon the hope that is found in you that we can uh, trust in You when it seems as though the world is coming to an end, when it seems as though nothing is going right, when it seems as though life is just not the way it should be, that we can always turn to You, that we can always cling to your, uh, the hope that is found in You and know that there is nothing too difficult for You. In Jesus' name we pray.